Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there, successfully, Nikki Kinzer. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing so well. This is a uh, this is a good day. It is. It's a fun show today. Oh, we've got so many people have written in uh, with their success stories uh, and and the things that have helped them find success living with ADHD. Uh, and and they are in different stages of their process of understanding ADHD. There are different stages of building systems. I it's so many great recommendations. Uh, uh, people who love the things that we've talked about on the show and introducing us to new things we've never even heard of. I am very excited about what is. Uh, on the docket today. Yay. Um, you, we, uh, before we do that, just real quick, head over to TakeControlADHD.com to get to know us a little bit better. You can, of course, listen to the show right there on the website and subscribe to our mailing list. It is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode if you don't want to mess with apps and such. Uh, connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD or call us at 503-664-4ADD to get your voice, your thoughts, and questions on this show. And don't forget, five-star reviews and iTunes and recommendations in your favorite podcast player helps others to discover the show when they need help. So pay it forward. Drop us a kind review. Thank you to those who have already done just that. Uh, this is um, This is our last show for a little while. Not very just long, just not very what, long. four weeks, I think? Yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. take four weeks off. We're going to take July off. We're going to uh, do a little vacation, as we talked about last week. We thought it was a good week to, to uh, end the uh, spring run with success stories. And so mm -hmm. we've been asking, you will know, you've been asking for your stories, and boy, did you ever write in. Yes. My it's very goodness. exciting. Yes. Uh, we, you know, you, we started with a newsletter that just went live a couple of days ago as we, yeah. uh, as we're recording this, you want to talk a little bit about, uh, about what's been coming back? Yeah. Uh, one of the questions that I had in the survey was what kind of products, services, or courses have best helped you manage your ADHD? And, uh, it was great. I got some really great feedback and there's some people that love us. Oh, Pete, isn't that nice? Best. I know. So thank you everyone for listening and, and being so kind to say that we are one of those, um, services, products, and courses <laughs> that have yes. helped you uh, with your ADHD. Certainly appreciate that. But I did, um, I haven't gone through all of them. I've only gone through a few, but I, I pulled out some um, to share with the audience today because I thought that they were really good. They were recommended by you, by people who uh, follow us, people that follow me on, in my newsletter. So a uh, couple of apps first that I wanted to, to share. Uh, Things 3. Things 3. 
Oh, I do love Things 3. Now, you're going to have to explain what that is because I have not looked at it. Well, it, it is a task app. It, it's a it's a to-do app. It, it is the work box that we've talked about. And, and Things, it's been around for a long, long time. But it has been about four years since Things 2 was released. And Things 3 was just released uh, a couple of weeks ago now. I think it was three, four weeks ago. Uh, I, uh, surprising no one, I have switched to Things 3. Uh, out of to do, I uh, what? Is, yeah, I know that I know. must be a new thing. Is it this is, like recent? It's very recent. It, well, since it came out, I gave it a shot, and I found myself. You know, it's one of those things. You start with a new app, and you think, "Hey, I'm just going to give this a try. I want to test it out. I want to understand it." And I found myself never wanting to go back. It is really wow. lovely. And one of the things that I think we have to we can't underscore enough is for somebody like me, speaking only for myself. The design of the app is super important, and I find Things 3 a joy to open. It is simple and beautiful, and the little subtleties of animation are super nuanced and guide you through the process of setting, you know, dates and and deadlines, and I adore it. And so congratulations, A, to the team at Cultured Code. Uh, You can find it at culturedcode.com slash things. Uh, That is my plug for Things 3. Great recommendation. Whoever said that, you're on it. Awesome. Okay, so this next app actually came up a couple of times, and it has actually also come up with my clients. It's called Habitica. It is. Well done. Ah, so for people that don't know, it took me three times to say that right. (laughs) The magic of podcast editing. Okay, but I did say it right. So, yes, uh, this is a fun app because it actually helps you do chores around the house and things that maybe you don't want to do because it plays a game with you. It you get things. So as soon as you've done the dishes, you you get a purse or a little thing. Like I I've never played it myself. Uh, have you Have you actually played it, Pete? This is one I did play. This is when we we mentioned it on the show. So we a have long time ago. And, yeah. And uh, I. What do you get? Like an animal or something? Yeah. No. No. I mean, it's like a role playing game so you you have a character and you level up and you get to fight things and yeah coins of the realm and there are dragons and it's it's a fantasy kind of role-playing to-do game the the organization of it is kind of like a kanban board or trello we've talked about that where you can see kind of your different lists and you can uh and and uh, add notes and things to your lists and to-dos to your list it's it's really uh it's really fun and um, I, it never stuck for me, uh, just because of the volume of tasks that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it got, it, it, I started finding the game a little bit distracting because I'm kind of a gamer and I get obsessed with that stuff. It's not right. So be careful. That's so be kind careful. of a warning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I've seen that why people like it so much is because it is that instant reward. Like they get to do something after yeah. they've done something they don't want to do. Um, but I can also see it being a distraction. So we have a warning there, but it may be something to to try. Uh, now, prior to us getting onto this recording, I was telling Pete about Workflowy. Because this also got brought up and yeah. you checked it out. What did you think of Workflowy? You know, it's funny. And on the surface, it's a um, it's a, a outliner, right? But once you go through the little demo, it's a web-based outliner. And uh, you go through the little demo and start clicking around on, on you know, through the outline. It's really sweet. Uh, for me, I, I'm very much a text-based person. I love just adding hashtags to my tasks. I love adding at mentions to my tasks because these things allow me to create, you know, searches in my 
task manager that that bring up custom views and uh workflowy does exactly that so you can really manage your day uh you could manage your week you can manage your projects uh and and navigate it that's the real innovation with workflowy is navigating through long lists of of things to make it feel not quite so overwhelming so i'm i this is something i think i'm going to incorporate into my own workflow and see where it might fit awesome Great. Okay. So the next thing, um, the next recommendation actually came from a client and she was talking about planner pads. She loves her planner pad and she uses this instead of actually using a calendar, um, like a, you know, a, a iPhone or whatever, Google, whatever calendar. Right? right. Um, so she uses planner pad and that was something she swore by. So again, you know, just giving recommendations out there for people to look at. The bullet journal had some mixed reviews. I'll tell you, there were some people that love the bullet journal and they think it's really helpful. And then there were some people, cause one of the other questions was what products frustrate you. And it also fell into that question too, where people got frustrated with the bullet journal. Uh, one of the biggest frustrations I found is that they would forget to write things down. Like they would forget to keep, to keep it up. Mm -hmm. Um, quick recommendation, um, from a coach's perspective, if you are going to be putting the bullet journal into, um, play or into practice, it definitely does help to attach it to something that you're already doing every day, like eating breakfast, uh, taking meds, whatever it is. But if you can, um, attach the habit of writing in your bullet journal with something that you're already doing, it does help with the, um, the memory part of it. Right. I'm definitely on the frustration side of bullet journal. It seems yeah. kind of crazy. We we did a whole show, I think. On we did. We did. Yeah. Uh, of course, Evernote is something that people enjoy. It works for them and it helps them. Um, so if you haven't checked out Evernote, you know that we are big proponents for it. Big fans. <laughs> big fans. Uh, this was, I thought was interesting because I think it's, it's true for most people. Uh, the person says routines, routines work for me. I hate them, but they are key to my success. So isn't that true, right? It's it like, is, oh. you know, that's a funny, that's a funny little, uh, little brain twist though, right? They're key to success and yet we hate them. Yes. <laughs> I wonder how that happened. I, uh, Yes. That, that may be something to meditate on a little bit. I know, right? Yeah, that might be a show that we talk about. How, right. how, do how, we... to, how to fall in love with your routines. Yeah. Oh, that's a good title, Pete. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Uh, many people talked about their medication. Um, and I know this is not something that we talk a whole lot about um, on our show, uh, but I'll tell you probably half of the people that responded back had something positive to say about how their medication has helped them. Um, diet and exercise also, especially the exercise popped up more than anything about how that was really important, um, to help them focus throughout the day and just to feel better. Uh, now a couple of references that came up in the survey that I wanted to share with you is attitude magazine. I love this resource. If you haven't checked it out, I definitely highly recommend it. Um, so many articles on everything you can possibly think of from all kinds of experts and coaches and everywhere that you can think of. So great resource. Um, Dr. Hallwell was also mentioned several times. Doesn't surprise me that he comes up because, you know, he's written several books about how to live with ADHD. He's been interviewed several times. He's a huge advocate and, uh, always very, I think, inspirational and motivational. So check him out. And then another resource that came through 
through with Sari Solden's um, book, Women with ADHD. And I've heard many women talk about how this has changed their perspectives um, about themselves and about their ADHD. So I highly recommend people checking that out as well. So that is what is coming from the newsletter. Excellent. And we're still only a day into that. I imagine you and I are going to be talking about the results of the newsletter in uh, when we're back in August, uh, oh, as, as you uh, learn we, more this month. So the information is invaluable because I'm really getting to the core of what people need, what they want, what they're struggling with, what they want to know more about. And uh, yes, they are definitely, we're going to touch on a lot of these topics. Excellent. Well, mm-hmm. uh, of the success stories that we've gotten, and we've we've selected a few of them to to run through today. And uh, I there there it comes with some more recommendations and some more thoughts and some more just general uh, success in living with ADHD. I think I, I and I got a quick one that I I just want to get out of the way here because I I really enjoy it. Uh, and this one gets onto the now I think somewhat controversial statement of ADHD is a superpower. You know, I, we're hearing more and more people come out of. Uh, come out and say, you know, ADHD is not a superpower. And if you're really struggling with ADHD, uh, it, it certainly doesn't feel like a superpower. And yet, here is a story from a listener who uh, who wrote in and whose life and, in fact, career uh, has totally changed as a result. Uh, we have a listener here who was diagnosed with ADHD when he was eight uh, and had real struggles through academia, but discovered counseling and has gone through college and a master's degree and is about to sit for his licensure for professional counseling by the end of the year. He started a private practice solely focusing on ADHD clients, uh, and he hosts his own podcast on ADHD, Ooh. Informed Consent. So shout out to uh, uh, to a listener, uh, Gabriel, who has written in about this. You can find out more at uh, Informed Consent Podcast and He says, all of the above was accomplished uh, thanks to my ADHD. I believe my ADHD is 100% responsible for me being able to juggle all of this, and I wouldn't change a thing. Nice. I love that note. Uh, Yes. This is an example of that changing the language, changing the script that you live with. Uh, in your brain and and discover what those strengths are. Know that there are compensations you have to make, but there are strengths too. And I love this story. That's that. Awesome. Listener Laura writes in with some thoughts, a story, and a recommendation. This actually spins off of our conversations on limiting beliefs. Uh, Listener Laura says that she uh, reached a breaking point last fall, overwhelmed at work and home, thought she would never get a handle on things, always running late. Uh, It tells a fantastic story uh, that we have all experienced living with ADHD when her 10-year-old daughter has to continuously remind her when she feels like she's lost her keys that they're likely hanging in the front door left (laughs) there from the night before. Uh, I love that if, if only because, oh my goodness, uh, we actually had to get rid of keys on our front door and now use codes because our keys are such a problem. So <laughs> that was our accommodation. Uh, and and so here is here's what she says. On a typical morning, I'm scrambling around to the last minute looking for my phone, which is sometimes in my hand, writing a note for my daughter's lunch, searching for socks. Oh, socks are the worst. Oh, are. Socks are the worst. She says, I'm always forgetting something altogether like my lunch. One day, I honestly thought someone else at work must have eaten it because I'd remembered making it. It was 
wasn't until I got home and saw it sitting on the couch in the living room, all ready to go, that I realized what had happened. Oh, so when no. I heard, I know. So when I heard Pete talking about the thirty thirty app, I had to check it out. The thirty thirty app, I I'm can't place when we talked about this app. Uh, it was some time ago, but this is a very successful app. She says here uh, that uh, her intention was to get a better handle on her morning routines and to make mornings fun and not so stressful. The 3030 app was a game changer. I entered a few morning tasks in there and off we went. The app's like a rotating checklist. You adjust the times as you go and then it's ready to go for the next day. The first few days, I played around with the times a bit. I got my daughter involved, and it became a game. We would estimate how long we thought different tasks would take. A tricky one to estimate was her waking up. I mean, oh, <laughs> did we not just talk about this? I mean, how long does it take to wake up a sleepy kid? I still don't have a good answer for that one. Hallelujah. I don't either. <laughs> This is, uh, this is an interesting point here. She says, as I use the app, I realized that some tasks take longer than expected. I also realized that I wasn't accounting for everything. All of those smaller one to two minute tasks actually add up. Entering those tasks in the app helped me to remember those little things like close the rabbit's cage, put waters in my bag, pack the lunches, put the lunches in our bags, <laughs> check my mm -hmm. daughter's school folder, all those sorts of things. Once I understood how long these tasks took, I was better able to negotiate the time and shift things around or even skip tasks as needed. So now I am happy to say the mornings are much more relaxed, less stressful, and I get to work on time, even get there 10 to 20 minutes early. I'm also getting at least 10 minutes of exercise, one of my mini habits, every morning as part of my Ooh, daily mini routine. habits. Yes. I love that. So good. What do you think? I think it's great. I So many great things about this, uh, especially how it's taught her how to estimate the time and how to sort of plan for that, you know, how long yeah. things are taking and then realizing that those smaller tasks were actually adding up. I mean, this was really a great way for her to really refine what that routine was going to look like and, and, and being real about it, really being real with the time um, that things were taking. So I love it. And I love that she says mini routine because who does not love a mini routine? Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's a funny thing. This is a thing we've been thinking about a lot um, uh, uh, here lately, which is the the act of tracking and, mm -hmm. and the way data supports ADHD. Once you know, you can make changes until you know, until you have data and, and fact to back it up. Uh, you know, you're working on assumptions. And so we're going to be talking more about, you know, tools to track uh, your, your data, your experience, your tasks. This is, I think, a great example of just that and how simple it is that she made it. It was just, here's a little space in the morning. Here's, an, in this case, an app, but frankly, you could use a whiteboard. Um, you know, you can, you can make change in your life based on just focusing on small spaces mm -hmm. uh, one at a time. Really great suggestion. Next, All right. Yes. Next, we have a, a success story that is not yet complete. That's okay. I think a lot of a lot of times that's sort of what it is. It's a work in progress. Yeah, I think that's why we want to share this one because it it shows that we're you know we're, that that we're all on the journey. Everything is in flux. Mm -hmm. uh, a few months ago, I succeeded in finding employment at an IT company as a translator. The company is wonderful. My colleagues are great. I'm well compensated for the work I do, and I have been offered full-time contract. At present, I'm nearly through the six-month probationary period, and I'm very much looking forward to having a career in a job that I love. 
And then she goes on to tell a story of how she got to this point. And it is a, uh, it's a longer story. So I'm going to kind of summarize it here. It, it ends up with uh, a lot of uh, political issues in university. It ends up with a particular roadblock, a, a person who was standing in the way. But all that roadblock ends up uh, providing just the, uh, it, it turns out, just the inspiration for her to take additional classes, join an additional program, get more experience uh, as a result of, of running into this, this administrative, this bureaucratic wall at the university. And it, it ends up being a, an interesting twist to the story that lands our listener at this job, at this job that she wanted, that she is now better equipped for. Uh, and the bottom line is she has recommendations for apps that have helped her to stay peaceful in spite of dealing with all the frustrations that have come with her uh, her education and uh, her journey to success. Uh, she says, empowered hypnosis, wellness centers, audio joy, weight loss, life success, and learning language. These are the three best to purchase because they all seem to hold all of the five-minute hypnosis tracks. I find them to be very helpful when I want to do something, but my brain just doesn't want to make a move and cooperate. Well, that's good. That That's definitely worth checking out. I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. I think so, too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I the the uh, key takeaway here from her story, and I know I didn't read all of it, it's, it's pretty detailed, um, but the whole idea of an obstacle mm-hmm. that becomes inspiration. What do you think? Right. Oh, I agree. And that's what I was thinking when you were talking about it is it's being able to see that roadblock and not let it stop you or get in your way. Like she figured out how to get past it and, and break it down. And, uh, and it was definitely in her benefit. So I, I just, I think it's a fantastic inspirational story that don't let those people or things or whatever it is that's getting in your way, stop you from what you really want. Absolutely. So, uh, listener Ellen, congratulations uh, to you for almost wrapping up your probationary period at work. And uh, we certainly hope you have a fruitful uh, uh, partnership with your employer. Absolutely. uh, Now that you're on the verge of a contract. So, fantastic stuff. Listener Sarah writes in from Nashville, and oh my goodness, I can relate to her too. Uh, She's talking about her career. She was late diagnosed ADHD, can't take medication, and so is working toward all kinds of accommodations to help make life work. And this is my favorite part. Uh, I've been relatively fortunate in terms of my career in that I gravitated toward positions that for the most part worked with my constantly flitting brain. That's how I ended up working for several years as a reporter news editor for a daily newspaper. I generally succeeded in the role because the constantly shifting priorities and deadlines tended to keep my attention when it would start to wane. Oh, my goodness. Uh, (laughs) As someone who has worked uh, for a number of years in the newsroom, I get it. Oh, man, it's it's like the perfect career for ADHDers. Uh, One of her biggest challenges, she says, is that I'm terrible at taking notes, as in really terrible, which, if you haven't connected it, is a core skill to being a reporter and an editor. You've got to be able to take great notes. Good point. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, she says she has tried all sorts of things. She's she's uh, picked up phone adapters to allow her to record phone interviews. Uh, and she does say, rightfully so, anyone considering recording phone calls must understand their state's laws regarding recording conversations. 
Uh, very important if you're going to record calls. The recordings were wonderful, but then came the issue of transcribing them. One-on-one interviews weren't so bad because they were easy to transcribe, but large government meetings were a challenge for keeping track of multiple speakers and long four-hour-plus meetings. Ouch. Uh, so, she, yeah, she's tried every app or tool available. It was somewhat within her price range and required a turnaround time. Nothing worked. So she's back to manually transcribing. So here we go. This is the part that your listeners may find useful, she says. It's a variant of Pete's suggestions regarding taking notes by hand while recording an audio file. But in my version, the notes were more of an index of the audio file than anything. Before a meeting, I'd write down the names of the participants. As the meeting transpired, I'd write key topics, often just a single word or a phrase snippet, and the initials of the person speaking. Then I'd glance over at the time counter on my recorder, and next to the topic and speaker, I'd jot down the time on the counter, not worrying too much about precision, but trying to keep it within a minute of what had caught my attention. When I'm finally ready to sit down with my notes later, I'd go through the audio file and skip directly to the times I'd noted. That's when I'd find the beginning of the relevant portion and begin transcribing. Doing it this way, each portion is generally only a couple of minutes, and it's not too overwhelming. As an added advantage, it's helped me curb my natural tendency to get mired down in too many details, too much information. As a quick aside, this method is also helpful in an academic setting. I've used it often in grad school. Uh, love that tip. That's really good. Right. That's a great a great way to kind of adapt what was going on. I mean, here's the issue. How do I... How do I keep track of all the different speakers and, and she figured out a way. That's great. Yeah. It really gets back to that point of overwhelm too. Like, right. you, you know, when you, when you feel like the, you know, the, it's, it, it, you're at the race and everybody else has already taken off down the track and there you are still trying to lace up your shoes. Yeah. And you're missing everything. You're missing the race yeah. completely. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I struggle with that. Um, so uh, great suggestion, Sarah. Yes. And, uh, Love and, it. And hope that helps others. And our, our last, we're just throwing this in. We already talked about it last week. This is a reminder from our listener who uses day one as a fashion accessory. Have you started doing this yet, Nikki? No, but I still think it's a great idea. It is a great idea. <laughs> the day one app we've talked about a number of times on the show. It is a, a Mac journaling app, but there are all sorts of journaling apps for, for Windows uh, and uh, other platforms. In this case, day one for iOS and uh, the Mac. It allows you to take pictures and, and log them to specific days very, very easily. And our listener here uh, says, I heard about the day one app on your show and I've been using it to help me. Whenever I wear an outfit I like, I snap a picture and log it to the day one app. Now I have about two weeks of images to choose from in the morning and I know I'll feel confident in those outfits. The main challenge with this is remembering to take the photo when I have a new outfit because I like because it's not an everyday thing. It also helps me when I go shopping because I can see what I have. There you go. Excellent use of the tool. Yeah, it's fantastic. Luckily, These I have are great. A, yeah, I just have a uniform. It's like you, a, yes, I, it's my <laughs> summer uniform, and I don't really take a picture of it because it's pretty much the same thing every day. Right. Well, there are people, right? Um, let's see, Steve Jobs, and mm-hmm. uh, I think even. Um, Oh, I was just reading something else and I can't remember who the person was, but about wearing the same things all the time. Like, oh, the minimalist. The, oh, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. The minimalist guys, right? Yeah, they always wear the same things and, and same kind of uniform. And, it, it, you know, it's a great idea because it definitely does eliminate those decisions and that frustration in the morning of what to wear. So. Totally. And there decisions might be something to it. the worst. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, this is great. This is, we've, we've hit our half hour. This is a, um, a, a great set of, folks writing in really 
great and uh, detailed stories. Thank you so much for sharing your successes, those we've talked about and those we haven't. Uh, you're on deck for another show. Uh, we, we sure appreciate your time and attention. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. Until August, that's when we'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.